Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Luminosity Podcast. Today, we are talking all about time management. We all want more time, don't we? Or do we actually have enough time? We're going to look at this today and give you a couple little challenges on this. So I'm going to talk about my five time-saving tips that um, have helped me be successful. And then I will give you another little piece of advice at the end. So stay tuned. I have interviewed and coached many women and always in the top five things on their list they would want to change is the amount of time that they have or how to manage their time better. This is partly because my audience is mostly career-oriented women that have big goals they want to accomplish. With this comes time restraints. Throw in a child or two and it can be complete mayhem. So here are my five time-saving tips for you today that I use in my life. As of this recording, I am a single mother to an amazing daughter. When I say single parent, I mean single parent, 24-7, no sharing weekends, etc. It's just me. I have no living siblings or parents close by that can jump right in. I work full-time in a corporate job as a CPA, and I also run a residential cleaning company. I am currently two courses in at school. Uh, so my days are full and my nights are full and um, yeah, it's, it's all on all the time. So how do I do it all? Part of it is amazing time management and a huge amount of drive. The number one thing that I do that's been very helpful to me and it's not always doable for everybody, but wherever possible, it helps a lot is to build your own schedule wherever possible. I build my own schedule in my corporate world to a certain degree. I have a fair bit of flexibility. I call it parental flexibility because that's what I have. I can work from home on days where I have you know, meetings at the school, things like that. Some days for us look completely insane when we have, you know, I have to piece together my, you know, my job and we have, she has appointments, I have appointments. Some days are kind of crazy, but we do it. And, you know, to go with that, I also will add, which is not part of my notes here, that I also make sure I get enough rest. I have a whole list of other things that I do to take care of myself. But um, you're probably thinking, well, when do you sleep? Well, I do sleep and I try and get at least seven hours of sleep at night. And, you know, the, the premise here is to take control of as much of your world and in, in your schedule as you can. However, that makes sense to you. Try not to be on someone else's schedule all the time, if at all possible. Make sure you're building in time for you. This is really important. We are way more productive when we are well-rested and have had a little bit of me time each week or each day. Our brain needs a little, little time every day to catch up, and I call it my thinking time. When my daughter was younger, I used to hire a babysitter once a week so I could just simply think. I'd go, even if I had to, go sit across the street at the coffee shop just to process things and catch up on things and write notes to myself and all those, you know, to just to do, let my brain think and catch up. Because otherwise it's in a constant do mode all the time. You don't have a lot of time to process things. 
So that's number one. So that's building your own schedule where possible. Number two is to use your time wisely. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, well, of course I use my time wisely. I have very little of it, so I have to use it wisely. But I'm going to challenge you a little bit on this and think about all the small amounts of time you have in your day and using each of them wisely. If you commute to work, you can listen to an audiobook on the way in or a podcast to educate yourself. If you can type on your commute, you can actually get some content creation done if you're an entrepreneur or you can do you know whatever written work is necessary. As I'm writing this, my daughter is at an appointment where I have a 90 minutes to myself. I have a cup of tea in a really great little coffee shop on the east side of Vancouver, which is really cool, and I'm typing the script for this. I could be sitting there watching the TV in the lobby where she's at, her appointment, but I chose to put myself in a better setting and it gives me a little bit of me time actually and I'm being productive at the same time. So that's number two. Number three, and this is, I will have to say this is probably the hardest thing to do for most type A women and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It's one of a hard, it's hard for many people to do and this is to enlist the help of others. So if you have children, get them to help out. I know this is challenging for some people. You're going to say, well, I can do a much better job if I do it myself. And it takes 10 times. It's not as, doesn't take as long. But this even goes for the young ones. Teach them to clean up after themselves. And having assigned tasks will go a long way of them being highly functioning individuals as they get older. If you're married, make sure things are evenly divided. If you have the means, hire more help. This is huge. And a lot of people don't feel they have the money to do that. But when you really look at it, and if you look at your, your whole time schedule, it's one of the best uses of your money, actually. If you're growing your business and you're a career person, whatever, wherever you're at in your life, that can be some of the best things you can do. Um, having someone clean your home for you, running errands can be helpful. As an overachieving type A, the type A woman that we are, we are often challenged to ask for support. And you don't have to do it all yourself. On the opposite side of this coin, we have to let go of more. And, you know, you have to say to yourself, does your house have to be immaculate at all times? Really? What really matters? A little more sleep, time with the kids, meaningful work, or that your floors are scrubbed every day? And that's kind of a little harsh comment there, but you know, I, I watch people around me, whether it be clients or friends, and they've got this obsession about things having to be just a certain perfect way for them to move forward in things. And they, they run themselves into the ground for these things. And you know, you step back and say, because does that really, really matter? And yes, you have to do some proper hygiene and certain things have to be, you know, within reason. But you know, if you you sit back and look at it and think about what's really important. And, you know, with that goes, you know, I said earlier about having the children help out, you know, chances are they're not going to do it exactly how you would do it. They're not going to be as perfect as you would be, but they're learning and it'll get better and better and better each time. If you don't allow them to do it, you'll never get there. So you have to give them that chance. So that was number three. So that's enlisting the help of others. And number four, this is a big one. 
and this is setting a timer for your social media. Now, I, this is an issue I have at times, and I'll talk about it in a sec. But do you ever find yourself just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, and then you click on a post for this really yummy Brussels sprouts done in nine different ways that you just have to have? Now you're on the site, and you just found the perfect recipe for this week's dinner party. Hmm. I wonder where she got that dress. Oh, there's a link to where she got that dress. Hmm. I'll go check that out. Really like that sofa there. And oh, I've been on here for an hour. Hmm. How did that happen? This can happen even when you're not in fluff land, as I call it. It can happen simply researching things that are necessary. It, it's easy to just lose time on the internet. If you run an online-oriented business, but, um, like I do, you spend a lot of time on social media. So if this is you, be sure you are very targeted at what you're doing on there. Set a time limit and stay focused. When you derail into Never Never Land, bring yourself back and get focused. This is very, very common. And... You know, I, I do recognize that if you live in the online world for your business, there is a certain amount of scrolling that you have to do because you could be looking up different um, uh, Facebook pages that you need to be answering questions on and doing things like that. But make sure your time is very targeted and very focused and be time aware, the whole, like everything that you're doing on there and not getting carried away in a conversation and the chat little message box on there, things that you can so easily lose your time on there. It's crazy. So that's number four. And the last one, number five, is take inventory of what you really need to do. And I, I talked about this a little bit above. And how much of this stuff are you doing out of obligation? What are you doing because you feel you should be? Do you have a lot of guilt attached to things if you have to say no to somebody? Take a good look at what you're doing and why. Is it really, really necessary? We often do things out of habit and then realize later, why was I doing that? Why did I say yes to that? And it's something that we all do. Some people do it more often than others. But if you really, really stretch for time, you have to be mindful of these things. And, you know, for me, you know, prioritizing family time is really, really important to me. So we, you know, even if I have work to do, I will have my daughter at the table with me when she's painting or, you know, as I'm recording this, she's actually doing her bullet journal. She's got, you know, it's March 1st tomorrow and she wants to get her whole little calendar set out for the, for the month. And so she's doing that right now because I'm recording and I've made a commitment to myself for this. And... We were out last night for school things for her, so it had to be tonight. So, you know, it's just prioritizing things and knowing what's a real priority to you and working around that. And some things you have to just let go of. And sometimes it's going to be cleaning the bathroom or vacuuming the house or whatever it may be. Sometimes you just need to let go of that. And sometimes you need to have to ask help. And... All of those things are going to help us show up in a better way. We're not going to be as overwhelmed. We're not going to be as tired. We're going to be more accomplished. We're going to get a lot. Thing, you know, the more targeted time you can spend on things, the more successful you're going to be at accomplishing things. So that is my talk today about time management. 
So what we looked at so far was those, the five ways to gain back some time is to take control of your own schedule wherever possible, use your time wisely, enlisting other people for help, set a social media timer, and then take inventory of what's really, really important to you. So those are sort of the tactical things that you can look at. So now let's take a look at a different theory. And I'm not going to go into this in detail, but I just wanted to throw it out there because it's a really interesting, a uh, little bit mind-bending, challenging comp- concept, but it's great. If you've ever read the book, um, what is it, Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about our concept of time in the latter part of his book, and he is all about mindset. And he challenges, he calls it, the title is, um, of that particular chapter is called Living in Einstein Time. So... This is about creating time for the full expression of your genius. And we always feel like there's too little or too much. We never have the right amount of time. And we need to, you know, his goal in there is for us to develop a harmonious relationship with time. And this is all about mindset work. And it is really, really worth the read. So I encourage you. And for a whole bunch of reasons, The Big Leap is a book that's on my table all the time. There's just so much goodness in it. So even if it's not for time management, the book is worthwhile having in your library. And I will leave it with that. Catch that on Amazon or your local bookstore. I love supporting the local bookstores. It's a great book and well-reviewed. It's awesome. So grab a copy today for yourself if you like. So today we talked about five ways we can gain back some physical time, and we also talked about the Gay Hendricks Big Leap Theory. And I also in, invite you to check out my All Day Energy ebook that you can catch for free on my, and there's a section on there on time management, and there's a whole bunch more in there on top of that. So you can catch that at my website. It's www.mariacondi.com, M-A-R-I-A-C-O-N-D-E.com. And there's a link there. You can catch that for yourself. It's a direct download. And that's got some time management stuff, some of what we talked about today. And it's got some other good things for having lots more energy in your life. So that is today's talk about time management. I really appreciate you Uh, joining me today and I look forward to next week's chat with you so till next time you have a great week everyone thank you for listening today show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com 